Hey, I'm Amy from Rebel Nutrition, and you're listening to Wealthy, Worthy, and Wild, a podcast focused on helping you live your most abundant life, whatever that means to you. From money, to entrepreneurship, to manifestation, to wellness and beauty hacks, to the occasional Real Housewives reference, if you're ready to start becoming your next level self, the future version of you who's doing, being, and attracting everything you desire, and having fun while you do it, you are in the right place, and it's time to start showing up as this version of you right now. Let's get into the show. Okay, so yeah, seamless baby teeth, seamless legging, and a long sleeve. That's really just kind of what I was thinking. Okay. Like, this has got to be so similar to Skims, but people are still going to buy this because Kylie made it. Right. Even though they probably have something like this in their closet already. Yeah. But she's like styling all of this with the leather. Like, well, and it almost is such a different vibe. Even if it like literally is same manufacturer, yeah. same everything, but Kylie's wearing it versus Kim wearing it. It's like they're it's, both going to style it different. It's kind of a different just vibe yep. for both of them. So I understand like, I mean, it's such a good reminder how like you can have the exact same product. That's what I was. Somebody else. I was literally thinking about like how to tie it into, um, you know, courses that people feel are oversaturated or whatever yeah. and being like, yeah, but the way that you do it. Yeah. Is and totally the, different. The way, and again, like the way that one of them is wearing it, like the way that you are quote unquote wearing or like talking about your offer. Yep. Is, or the lifestyle that you have because of it is completely different than somebody else who's selling the exact same thing. Yeah. I want to do like a price comparison. Well, I feel like it's, I mean, I know that part of Kylie's was like, nothing's going to be over $200, which yep. I love, but I also feel like Skims is really reasonable. Skims is totally reasonable. I'm just curious, like... If she matched the pricing of like the seamless t-shirt, oh, like the baby like a little tea. bit less. So like her long sleeve bodysuit and long sleeve shirt are 54. Okay. So it's $2. Kind of interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. And then the baby tee, they're between 46 and 48. There's like 10 different t-shirts. Okay. But, and then Kylie's is 48. Well, welcome back to the show, everybody. We are back again with Emily. Hello. Emily, welcome. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so today we're going to do something kind of fun. This is something that I, I mean, on my solo episodes, I sort of do this. I kind of just go through like current pop culture events, like reality TV things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Recap of my life. But we're going to be covering some like recent news things, I guess, in pop culture and kind of how they relate to business, social media, marketing, sales, all of that. Um, because as you guys know, I'm very into my, my pop culture mm -hmm. references and everything like that. Sometimes I need a break from just the purely business, business, stuff. corporate sort yeah. of like, <laughs> yeah. so hence the Kardashian Kylie Kim conversation. So, I mean, I guess like, let's just keep going on that train because I think we had a couple other. So basically if you guys missed it, what we were just talking about is that Kylie Jenner launched a new business called Kai, which is like. Which what did you say? Faux leather, faux and leather, and base layers. And base layers is what she has described as yes. the elevator pitch of the company of Kai. Which we were just kind of doing a deep dive into the differences between that and Skims, which is the company that Kim has, and it's very similar, like almost yeah. exact same like base layer looking products. Yeah, I thought it was so interesting because obviously 
Kim started with shapewear, right? But then quickly it evolved into, okay, well now we have these really kind of buttery fabrics. So wouldn't people want these fabrics in a t-shirt form and in a legging or whatever? So then I feel like the Skims look kind of evolved into a very identifiable, like not only monochromatic and like skin tones, but also just like tight bodysuit cat suit type of like look, you know, that then people started to be able to really transition into not just cozy for inside the house. Like people started to wear it as like streetwear. Right. Mm -hmm. And so then when I saw this reel the other day where Kylie was wearing like an all black cat suit looking thing of like leggings and a long sleeve, I was like, I wonder if she's wearing skims or if this is part of her new collection. Mm -hmm. Sure enough, when you go on the website, when she says faux leather and base layers, there's several faux leather pieces, jackets and trenches and dresses and stuff. And then she has three options for the base layer, a baby tee, a legging and a long sleeve, which are almost identical to skims offerings on their website. And we just did like a, you know, you've heard us do a price comparison that there's like a $2 difference in some of the pieces. And I just am so fascinated to know like was that a conversation? Yeah. Did they use the same manufacturer? Did they use, like, did they do like compare notes on the fabric quality or was Kylie like, I don't like the fabric that you use mm-hmm. or, I, you know, we haven't looked at the breakdown, but. Yeah. Well, and I wonder just <laughs> as a fan of the Kardashians and like seeing how there was so much drama with like Courtney, Courtney saying that Kim, <laughs> her like, Dolce stole, Vita lifestyle. Yeah. Like, so is Kim going to be like, Kylie, you stole my skims idea. I just don't feel like that is going to happen. I'm but. sure. No, but it's just funny because I'm, I think everyone who, you know, has an idea about a business, I think everyone, the first conversation that kind of comes up is like competitor analysis. Mm-hmm. And obviously there's a ton of overlap with the Kardashian audience And obviously we've seen them do competing things like Kylie had the makeup, then Kim did the makeup and skincare and skincare. Chloe's kind of been the only one who's in her own lane with like the denim, um, which is cool. And Courtney's always done like health and wellness kind of stuff. Um, But it's just really fascinating to think, okay, well, wouldn't you think that pretty much everyone who follows Kylie or likes her style enough to want to emulate it has skim stuff? You know, so then she was like, no, there's enough of a justification for me to like carve my own lane in this like micro niche already. Yeah. Which I just think is interesting. And I wonder how her thought process went with that decision. Well, it's so interesting because like, obviously I can see that it's basically the same exact product, but it's very clear to me that I think that they're targeting completely different people. Mm. Like the person that's going to be buying like, I don't know if I personally wouldn't care. Like if I, if I like the way it looks on Kylie or Kim, whatever, I'm mm-hmm. going to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I could see how somebody who was maybe like in their mid forties would be like, I'm not going to buy something from Kylie because mm-hmm. she's like younger than me. And like, this is out of my, I don't know. Well, skims at this point too. And we're going to get into the evolution of skims in a minute, but like also I think it really has taken over the shapewear industry, obviously. And I would love to know, like, did Spanx like decline rapidly in their sales when skims mm. kind of hit the scene? But again, it's different demographics. Like there probably are 60 year old women that are going to go to Macy's and buy the Spanx and skims isn't really for them. But it would be interesting to see like how that actually affected the other um, sort of namestay shapewear brands that were around before skims came. 
hit the scene. That's a good point. Well, another thing I like to think about with Skims too that I think is totally related to like choosing a niche is if you think about how she start how Kim started Skims, it like you said, it was very specific to shapewear. Like mm-hmm. they only did shapewear. Mm-hmm. And then over time, like as she built up that brand, they kind of expanded to like underwear, bras, underwear, bras shirts. Now they have swim, they have pajamas like dresses I've, I've bought like, all of those things that yeah. I, just I love <laughs> I, I'm I just thinking huge, what's in my closet yeah, I'm, I'm like a huge mm-hmm. skims fan and so over time she can do that because she's obviously I mean people knew who she was before but in terms of the branding people weren't really sure about skims as it became a name for for itself like she was able to expand into other industries and I think about that with like personal branding too like if you start your business nobody knows who you are mm-hmm. and you're talking about just everything it might be harder to make yourself stand out whereas choosing a niche like let's say you start with and like after I was listening to our podcast last week I was like we need to think of some other ideas besides like acne that Mm. are like for (laughs) for a niche Um, let's see like homeschooling okay you position yourself as like a homeschooling teacher over time you know maybe you talk you start talking about other things as you build your brand because people can associate you with more than just that yeah I think there tends to be like okay, so I want to sell this product, but my brand has this other stuff. And I always try and say like, okay, well, if you are and your brand are like an umbrella, there are things that can fall under that in terms of what you offer, how you want to serve people or whatever. But like the umbrella is okay to be a broader spectrum of interests and things like that. And we were kind of talking before just in the the justification also of Kylie releasing like three identical products that her sister has already kind of mastered the market of for the last five years, maybe, or, you know, maybe three years. And we were just saying, well, it's, it's totally a different audience. And like, yeah, there's overlap, but there are going to be people that the way that Kylie just presented the brand and how it's styled and like how she's using it might just entice them to want to buy that instead, even if they might have something similar in their closet already. Mm -hmm. And it kind of just goes to show like, if you're thinking about starting a business or making a course or whatever, and you're like, oh, this is so oversaturated. There's so many people that do this. Just because the topic is saturated, number one, like it's in demand, right? But also there's, you're not going to do it like everyone else and no one's going to do it like you. So the flavor that you're kind of bringing to the table is going to be what, you know, what sells it. Well, also, I have a hard time imagining that they that Kylie didn't like run this by Kim before doing it. Yeah. And I love the fact that obviously I'm sure we'll see if this is not the case, but it seems like Kim okayed it. I mean, obviously she's doing it. So it's from her perspective, like having such an abundance mindset of like, yes, I am like the leader in this space. And there's also room for you to do this, too, Mm -hmm. I think is really cool. And it's true. Like Mm -hmm. there is. She knows she's not going to be reaching the same people. So maybe this was sort of like the trade off when Kim wanted to release her makeup. (laughs) And she was like, Kylie, can I, you know, make a contour stick, too? (laughs) And it's like, yeah, but I'm going to, you know, come out with leggings one day. So it'll be a trade. But Obviously, there's money to be, you know, there's money on the table, basically. So 100%. And just because something has somebody has done something before you and then you do it after doesn't mean that you're like stealing their idea. Like, yeah, I I don't know. I I have a hard time with that. Like I have people say like, well, this person started teaching online courses after you. And I'm like, okay, great. Well, (laughs) I, I actually when I first started making online courses back in like 2016 ish, um, I remember learning from someone who said, if you have an idea for a course that has never been done before, it's actually maybe more of a problem because like if there's a demand for something, people are aware of it and 
they create solutions. Totally. So if you have this idea that's completely unheard of in the course space, it's like, okay, well, maybe see if this is something that people actually want before you you know, totally. dive into it. So in other words, reframe the fact that there are, there is something that exists already because then there's demand and you can do it differently. So yeah, if there's a lot of, of people quote unquote doing it better than you right now, mm-hmm. that's a great topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Wait, something we also have to talk about related to skims is the nipple bra. Have oh my God. Obsessed. Um, obsessed. Obsessed. Okay. So when you first, okay, my first thought, I can just tell <laughs> you like, when I, because I love this so much. So I saw her, I saw the first ad and I, Mm -hmm. the first thing I noticed was like her her nipples. nipples. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I kind of love that they didn't like fix that because I'm somebody who doesn't really wear a bra a lot. A lot of times I have nipples, like Mm -hmm. you can see them through my shirt. And then (laughs) I was like, okay, I love like maybe this is becoming a trend. And Mm -hmm. then realized that that was the thing that they were launching is a bra that makes you look like you always have hard nipples. It's incredible. I'm it's dead. It's incredible. And it's funny because Olivia and I used to literally talk about this as we were like, someone should make this like years ago. And I know this sounds crazy, but if you grew up watching Friends, Jennifer Aniston has yes. perfect, amazing boobs uh-huh. with her nipples always out. Yeah. And it's just like, it's a look and you're just like, okay, that's incredible. But if you're someone like me, I'm constantly wearing a bra. It's like, you can't always achieve that look. Right. Yeah. And so then when she put that video out, I was like, I have been waiting for someone to do this and I'm so happy that someone with her, you know, influence and I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there are small creators like on Etsy or someone who've been doing something similar, but I just was like, this is a revolution. Like men are probably like, what? Like they just like probably are just like, I don't understand. You have nipples. What? I sometimes we see them sometimes we don't what's going on it's like you had, if you know you know yeah you are the getter you don't well and- it was a huge trend for a long time and maybe it still is that you could you could put Botox in your nipples to make them no. like hard all the time are you serious yeah. I oh I mean God. I'm a Botox fan but I I don't think I would do that because I well because yeah that seems painful that seems painful and I yeah. just don't I don't know if I care that much but yeah. if I could just buy a bra that made it look like that all the time did you I buy mean, it I did not buy it yet. Did you? I did. You did? Oh my God. Wait. I had, I have to try. I mean, it hasn't arrived yet, but I literally just had to know and I knew it was going to probably like sell quickly. Yeah. So I'm no, like, I got to try it. So we'll you, follow up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> stay tuned. Stay for tuned for this. Nipple bra Debut. experience. Well, I also think it's so interesting how she obviously has created certain, or not created, but like come out with certain pieces of clothing but like this is almost it can like she's creating a trend yeah you know mm-hmm. not just like releasing a shirt or underwear or whatever it's like this is now I mean I think it kind of was becoming a trend and she jumped on it but like it's so innovative and just it's like, so cool such a good idea. and you know what I'm just thinking of too when you were talking it's like I'm kind of realizing and I don't know that this is intentional but the way that it kind of comes across to me that like skims bras and everything in the underwear it's none of it is like really for the male gaze like they'll do some drops like Valentine's Day romance collection and it's like a little bit more frilly or pretty or whatever but it's really feels like it's for women mm-hmm. and like how women want to look and when they look in the mirror or like their comfort and the and the the fabrics are super soft and they're like it's literally the most comfortable underwear that I own yeah. I refuse to wear anything else at this point and so it's just interesting like this nipple bra it really feels like a a claiming of like the way that women really want to look when they see themselves in the mirror because it's so niche and like yeah. men don't really think about it yeah. so that's why I just think it's like this amazing brilliant like revolutionary thing yeah and I think it's even better that 
it's probably so confusing and men are like, no, I don't get it. Totally. You know? Oh my God. That's such a good point. Well, yeah. Even, I mean, everything is very basic. It's not like you said, it's not yeah. like overly sexualized. I mean, Mm-mm. even this, like you said, I think men would probably be confused. Like, why do you want your nipples showing? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they like it, but they're not going to be like, um, what? well, I think they're probably just like, but you have them. So what's going on? Yeah. And it's just, and it doesn't, you don't need to, you don't need to get it. Yeah. You know, it's just for it. us. But yeah. So, and also, you know, kind of transitioning into our next sort of skims thing skims is now the official partner of or supplier of the nba which i think is just so beyond cool like that she was able to so essentially like all of the like underwear for the nba players is going to be skims underwear and you may or may not have noticed that a couple weeks ago i think she debuted the men's line and everyone and she had all these like you know hot athletes modeling like the new underwear and stuff and it was like okay skims men that's a kind of a that's kind of a left turn or whatever and then come to find out you know she partners with the nba and like for her to completely like bypass like adidas nike under armor just like these titans of the sport wear industry and be like no they're wearing skims i just think that is so crazy it's amazing yeah i love it and I think it if we're like tying this into personal branding, it kind of makes me think that like Kim is not on a mission to like I think she was on a mission to redefine shapewear. Like that was a very personal thing for her because she had decades of having to kind of like manipulate shapewear that didn't exist right so she had to like use something here and then put a girdle on top of it and blah 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 and do tape on the boobs so she was like I'm gonna create a solution that I don't think you know exists and it's comfortable whatever so now with this like men's line and the NBA it seems like her brand is is world domination like she just wants to infiltrate everything and be like you know what no one said I could I just took the NBA and I'm like in that branding, you know, story, it's like, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what you should do. I love that. Yeah. Well, actually, it reminded me as you were talking, I I think I saw this on a TikTok somewhere. Somebody said that they went to like a retreat with Richard Branson mm. and his, his one of his pieces of advice for like starting a company, which I thought was so genius, was think of something that annoys you mm. and then create a solution for it. And like exactly what you were saying about how Kim, like obviously she didn't have, I mean, especially when she became famous, she was like the only person in that like, realm of celebrity that was like curvy you know Mm -hmm. so they probably weren't really making clothes for her and she was probably like this is annoying like i need to manipulate i have like 10 tools in order to like make a dress look the way i want it to look and so she totally created a solution for that so i feel like that's such a good way i mean even thinking about like a course topic yeah think about something that annoys you or that has annoyed you Mm -hmm. and and create a solution to that well it's kind of like what your dad did with the immigration thing with the italy it's like this process sucks so how can 100%. 100%. Yeah. Love that. Okay. Um, so, you know, go Kim. Go Not Kim. that you need our endorsement, <laughs> but I just love the world domination uh, mission that she's on. So I, I mean, people can obviously say what they want about the Kardashians, but I, I'm fascinated by like everything they do, the businesses that mm-hmm. they create and just I'm a big fan. Yeah. And another person I'm a big fan of, which will not come as a shock to anybody, (laughs) is Taylor Swift. So she is officially a billionaire. Yes. That is what the news that came out, which obviously I posted about it. So amazing. Um, Congrats to her. And I don't know if this, I don't know if she was on track to become a billionaire before the era's movie came out, but Mm. I made a reel on the fact that like she's using a lazy millionaire strategy, which I think is just so interesting. 
And of course, I, I made it sound like she's taking my advice, which I don't mean it like that, but I thought maybe it would trigger some people. So, you know, um, but anyways, but what I mean by that is like, instead of she knows that like, she only has so much energy to show up. I mean, she does have a shitload of energy, but showing up for live concerts all around the world, like she can only do that for so long. And there's only, you know, her fans, only so many people can afford like thousand dollar tickets. Mm -hmm. So a way to reach more people with less effort from her and in a way that's cheaper for her fans um, is through the era's movie, which I just thought was so genius. Yeah, because you're hitting like you're hitting everyone because obviously it's for people you know that haven't that didn't get to go see it so they get to have this big screen experience that's amazing but like I, I guarantee every single person who's seen the Eras tour has now seen the movie mm-hmm. so you're just like yeah. there's it, there's no one who it's not for if you're in that you know fandom well that's such a good point I think when you think about like let's say you have a higher priced offer and then you know it's about building a brand if you get somebody who really loves you as a person not just what you're creating Mm -hmm. they're probably going to buy whatever you create so even if you like let's say you have an online course on a specific topic and then you create something like an ebook that's lower price they're probably going to buy both I mean there's probably a large portion of your audience that's going to buy both so I think that's another way that like upsells are really effective Mm -hmm. um or downsells so upsells would be like you know somebody's purchasing your course anyways and you offer them something at checkout that's like an extra 20 Mm dollars it's sort of that same idea of like when you're at the checkout at the grocery store and there's like gum and stuff you're like you're like well i'm buying all this anyways Mm -hmm. i might as well throw something else in well and it's also like it's not a coincidence that anytime you know a, a celebrity with a big fandom like is you know paparazzi on the street like wearing some clothes that those clothes sell out yeah. really quickly yeah. right it's not just the optics that they're seen in them people really are like oh i want to wear the reformation dress that taylor swift is wearing on the streets of new york and i can get it so i'm gonna buy it mm-hmm. and then it sells out and like shoes and bags i mean this happens like you know Meghan markle and kate middleton that always like they sell out anything that they're wearing that's sort of like affordable right because people just want proximity to someone that they look up to in some way. So they're like, okay, well, Taylor Swift wears that. I want to wear it and it's going to make me feel some type of way. So like the more authentic you are with these types of things to your point, like people are going to buy what you are endorsing, whether Mm -hmm. that's your own product or even if you're like, oh my God, this moisturizer. I mean, this is the whole concept behind influencing, right? You like someone, you like their personality, they endorse a product, you want to buy it. Just on that note too, I feel like it's so interesting to see how influencing has really taken over marketing in the marketing world period mm-hmm. like anytime there's a new company that comes out it's no longer really like movie stars who are the ones selling it mm-hmm. like for me personally if i see like i'm just thinking jennifer aniston in like a jurgens commercial or whatever <laughs> i don't even know if she's works with them but i feel like she had like a lotion thing at some point um, she was um a vino oh a vino, a vino. Okay, thank mm-hmm. you I'm, I'm kind of like, oh, love Jennifer Aniston, love that for her, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to go run out and buy a vino. But yeah. if I am following somebody who who's an influencer who I follow and watch their day-to-day life every single day and they're like, oh my God, this vino like, mm-hmm. healed my chapped skin, I'm like, add to cut. Done. Yeah. Done. Well, I think they're, because of that barrier, right? Like with celebrities, we've never had the access. We didn't grow up with access to them before social media. So they were very like a distant kind of like almost amorphous being that you just saw in these very mm-hmm. polished, like fabulous settings. And then 
social media just broke down that barrier of access of being like, oh, this is someone who just woke up. This is like, I remember like growing up loving Lady Gaga when she came out and she was such an enigma when she first hit the scene. And I remember being like, I cannot imagine her sleeping because she presented herself like an alien. I was like, does she have normal conversations? Because she's acting so bizarre and I loved it. I was so intrigued, (laughs) but I really couldn't imagine her like tweeting or, you know, like just doing mundane human things. But now with social media, like we're inundated with this. So of course, it makes sense that when you follow an influencer's life who's actually and I think people have learned like literacy about like how people can tell if someone's actually using a product versus getting paid I Mm -hmm. think you can kind of stretch that muscle and learn who's being authentic but when you see someone who you trust that you know and you're like I see them walking their dog and they're making a smoothie and they're this when they say something I've been using this lotion every single day, whatever. You're like, okay, perfect. I buy it. Yeah. You know, not just like you got paid a million dollars to be in an Avino commercial. No, totally. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of unfortunately, like that's kind of the first thing that comes to mind when I see like a big celebrity that I follow or even like influencer who is, you know, over like a million followers or something and they're tagging a brand. My first thought is like, okay, maybe they actually do this, but are they promoting it only because of the brand sponsorship Mm -hmm. or like somebody who I follow that maybe has a smaller, it's kind of like a micro influencer. I'm a lot more like willing to take their advice because yeah. I'm assuming that they're not just saying it because they got the stakes are lower in a way. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's interesting to see how that has like changed over time. But yeah, totally. Another thing about Taylor Swift, which I actually just saw this yesterday is apparently there's a new class at UC Berkeley that is called artistry and entrepreneurship, Taylor's version. Like they're teaching mm. a business class about her I guess what she's done to become a billionaire, her whole marketing strategy and things. And I just thought that that was really interesting. Number one. Okay. That is a genius course idea for somebody who's Mm, a Swifty because mm -hmm. applying like her strategy, like I think there's a lot of Swifties who even more so than me are like deep diving into everything that she's ever done. Like you could create a marketing course on that. Yeah. You don't, you don't need a degree for that. And you don't need to be paying what I think it's $77,000 a year tuition to go to Berkeley oh um, to get access to that course. Like somebody just yeah. make a course, like an online course about that. Especially if you're like, you know, it would be perfect if you are a music manager who is a Swifty who has observed this yeah. whole process. And you're like, I know how the industry works, especially for independent artists to create how to mirror that in a DIY setting mm-hmm. would be really totally. good. Well, what she has done, I mean, and I wonder if they talk about this in the course, what she has done to kind of create this community of Swifties Mm. is I think it's something that, you know, I've seen other YouTubers do too, where they like call their community like a certain name, Mm -hmm. but she's kind of created this whole, what is the word? Like environment of being a follower of her that creates a community, which I think is something that I haven't really seen I mean, I guess probably a lot of other like musicians maybe well, do. But, I, I mean, think like a lot of fan, everyone and, has a fandom, right? Yeah. But maybe there is, I mean, I would love to know if there's, you know, Swifty experts out there that would be like, this was cultivated because she always did fan events like this. And she always, where did the friendship bracelet thing come from? Like, it's a lyric in one of her songs. Oh. So I think really from what I know is she doesn't really ever overtly plan anything or do anything, but people take the Easter eggs from her songs sure. and like create this whole like community of people who know all of these inside references and do all of these things because they've studied her music, Yeah, which is just like fascinating. Yeah. I, I do think that so I, I ask myself a lot because I, I think she's an incredible songwriter. I, I do wonder 
how she has become sort of like the most culturally relevant person through the era store. And obviously there's this element of nostalgia that's really mm-hmm. powerful and people got to have like a really cathartic experience um, seeing the era's tour of like these songs that you've been listening for like half half your life probably. Yeah. But like, remember when she went to the first um, Chiefs game and there was like one of the Twitter accounts or X accounts that's like pop base or pop crave. Like there was a paparazzi shot or a zoomed up shot of her eating like chicken nuggets. Right. And it was like Taylor Swift eating chicken nuggets with ketchup and seemingly ranch and ketchup and seemingly ranch (laughs) swept the internet as a quote for like five days to the point where and I'm um, I will fact check myself after this episode but I'm almost positive that the Empire State Building lit up the top red and white and like tweeted like ketchup and seemingly ranch oh my God. and I'm just like what the hell is going on I mean how many Halloween costumes this year were yeah Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey like it's 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 like this monoculture it's like it's unbelievable so I've been trying to ask myself I'm like is it because she her songs are so relatable that she can become a vessel for everyone's experiences to project themselves onto her it's just like someone needs to write a book about this theory I I don't it's crazy I would also love to hear from somebody who is like an energy reader Mm. because also something's really interesting that I've noticed is when I I've loved her from from the start but Mm. I can also acknowledge the fact that when I look back at her old music her old performances there's something really just awkward about her like she's not standing in her power and Mm -hmm. I could kind of see how people might have people didn't really she didn't wasn't really well liked back then I would say it was kind of quote unquote, I'm using air quotes because I disagree, but cringe to like her back then. And then all of a sudden, like, if you look at her now, she's just like something else is going on energetically with her, like standing in her power. I don't know if it's an age thing, a confidence thing, what has happened, but like, it's interesting how when you show up a certain way, Mm -hmm. you then attract those same types of people or that same type of energy then to you. You know, I I would love to know if, like you said, an energy healer, maybe it's a human design thing. If it's an astrology thing, someone let us know. But I think people are motivated by different things. And she's very, very motivated, I think, by revenge and like having something to prove. So I think the more that people disregard what she's doing or the more that people doubt her potential that I think is literally the fire so like after the Kanye Kim drama Mm. and then she got like canceled by the internet for a second and then like she's just kept having to kind of like claw her way for approval in a way and I think that that really like has ignited something in her where she's like, I'm going to, you know, make everyone pay for what they've done yeah. kind of thing. No, that makes sense. Sorry. I'm just, as you're talking, I'm Googling what her human design is because mm. um, I didn't want to be wrong because somebody said this to me, but it's like, she's a projector, which is crazy. Interesting. Well, I that makes, like, I think that makes sense from like a, like a songwriting perspective. Like yeah, you're an observer, right? That's true. I was just thinking in terms of like her energy. I'm like, how? Maybe it's like, have you ever seen those TikToks where maybe that's why she has three hour concert. She's like three hours. That's it. I'm that's done. it. Yeah. She's like, she's like, I'm going to sleep the entire yeah. day. I'm going to do three hours and then that's it. Um, the TikToks that are like your destiny can be found in like the your fifth house or your I'm butchering it, obviously. But I did watch one, you know, a couple months ago where they said like they looked at Kim's chart and whatever and 
like it, it kind of based on what the chart said was like, oh, this is why she's doing law and this is why oh. she's and, and they did Taylor as well. I'll try and find it for oh God, like I'm a follow up. So but it was really interesting. I like I'm just so fascinated by that. Well, I guess it's kind of a timely and relevant conversation to talk about the Sephora sale just because as it re- mm. relates to like Black Friday, Cyber Monday, as we're mm-hmm. getting into that, um, because as I'm sure you guys have seen, I think they started their like they have an annual sale, I think every, I mean, I think they have a couple of them, but this one started, I think at the end of October and then goes to like November 7th. So it's like pre Black Friday. I'm wondering your thoughts. Like, do you mm. think that having a sale kind of cheapens the product or do you think it's good for market? Like, what are your thoughts on just sales in sales general? Sales in general. Um, I mean, it's very different. I think when a you know, Sephora is like a like a distributor in a way. There's so many different brands that fall under Sephora. So they just as a host of all these brands putting their stuff on sale is brilliant because everyone waits for it. Mm-hmm. And I cannot escape the Sephora sale when I'm on Instagram. It's like every influencer is like, okay, here's my list of what to get. And okay, don't miss out on this because you're going to save the most money. So I think it's great. And especially when they're scarce, mm-hmm. then it makes you be like, okay. And it doesn't cheapen the product because like, there's La Mer is, you know, is at Sephora. So like everyone knows at this point, the quality of the product, but I think sales in general, when they're done well, are, are super, super effective. Like I know a lot of brands that like smaller brands that do them, you know, twice a year and you know, like I'm not going to be able to just stumble upon a discount that like every July they're doing this sale or whatever. Um, as far as like, you know, your own personal brand, I feel like and products or courses that you're selling, all that it really does is just create urgency, I think. And it's just like, okay, I'm doing a promotion and people know just the psychology of it where people want to save money. And if there's a time sensitive element to that, then they're going to want to, they're going to be more incentivized to buy. Totally. Yeah. My thoughts are exactly the same way. I mean, and the bottom line is like with something like Sephora, but really I think this can be applied to anything. It's like, if it's something that somebody would buy anyways, like mm-hmm. I'm going to buy the stuff that I'm buying in the Sephora sale, whether I buy it now or I buy it next month. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to buy it anyways. So yeah. it encourages me to buy it right now during mm-hmm. the sale rather than waiting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just like that kind of urgency, which is again, what we talk about with like online course launches, launching anything, selling anything, giving a, giving people a reason to purchase right now versus thinking that they can continue to wait yeah. is always a good way to incentivize sales. Yeah, so. I don't think it cheapens anything at all. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. And then I get this question all the time, like, well, then don't you have people that are mad that paid full price? No. I Well, right. Well, because I, <laughs> people ask, actually ask this like in the membership too, because I, they're like, but then won't they say it? I'm like, I mean, we live in a capitalistic society. I think we've all grown up with the idea that like you can't walk into Target after Black Friday ends and be like, well, they got the TV for three hundred dollars mm-hmm. off. Yeah. And it's like, well, ma'am, it's the following Wednesday. Yeah. You, yes, you didn't line you up. <laughs> you weren't lining up at 4 a.m. So yeah. I don't know what to tell you. I think it's just the nature of. Yeah. How it works. So I mean, and there have been times too, if like somebody misses something by like a day, you know, and they paid more, I will never refund them the difference, but I will be like, okay, I just added another course or another bonus or this other extra thing to your account to just make you happy essentially. But like, I think there's always a way to, I don't know. Well, or, and like, I've, I've also seen, you know, in previous experiences, if someone like reaches out and they really want to buy and they're like, I missed the window, 
like I have many times created a coupon code right. for someone if they're that passionate that they yeah. reached out and they're going to buy it. I'd rather make the sale than not. Totally. So just make them the coupon. Well, and you can still kind of do the same thing. Like I, that happens to me all the time and I'm like, okay, this expires tonight. So yeah. you, you can still enroll, but yeah. you again still have a time limit on it. Yeah, um, that's true. I like if you're this sure, yeah. then here you go. And it, yeah, it'll, it always works like a charm. So yeah. try it out. Um, yeah, that's a great point. Are there any things that you want to say that you're buying from the Sephora sale? Ooh, ooh, that's a good question. Let me look at my cart okay. really quick. So hold, why don't you have your, I do you know what you're buying? Don't, so I haven't gotten it yet, but I want to try the Armani Luminous Silk Foundation. Oh, it's I, the best. Okay, I've heard good it's things. It's the best. It's so good. I've heard it makes your skin look like silk and isn't too heavy coverage. So I'm going to try that. Um, I've been really dying to try the Dior lip oil for a really long time. Okay. It's very, here's a plug about this okay, though. Tell me. I hear that the elf oh. new lip oil is a better formula. Ooh. It's like an exact dupe, but better. So okay. maybe try the elf because okay. they say it's less sticky. Cause that's what I hear about the lip oils. Like okay. It looks really nice, but it is super sticky. If you okay, like amazing. that in sort of a gloss or yeah. vibe, but the elf one, I guess is a little bit silkier mm, and has okay. similar colors. So you could try that. Okay. I am sorry, Sephora. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to do that. I was actually looking at, there's a couple things on Ulta I want to get to. Um, and then the other thing, there was just one other thing that I just tried. It's like a rare beauty eyeshadow. I'm mm. not a makeup girly. Like I, it's hard for me, but these, eye, it's like a, just an eyeshadow stick. And I'm actually wearing the, like, it's kind of like a bronzy color. Oh yeah. Um, you kind of just rub it over your eyeshadow imperfectly or over your eyelid and it looks great. So I was going to get a couple other colors. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I definitely want to try. Have you had a, uh, tried anything by Refi Beauty? It's like R E F Y. Do you have the brow stuff? Yes. They have like a body um, highlighter thing Ooh. that is supposed to be really good. And apparently, their primer is really good. And it has like um, its own roller ball. And I guess so when you put your primer on, it's supposed to like give you kind of a glass skin thing and it's like self, I don't know, like it, it you can apply it with the roller ball Ooh. that's built into the applicator oh God, or whatever. Um, and then I've been wanting to try this brand called Hani and they have like really good body care stuff. I'm into body care recently. It's getting very dry in Los Angeles. So um, they have like a water balm that I want to try. And then I need like a bunch of like restocks. Yeah. You know, I love um, makeup by Mario um, blush sticks. So it will probably be getting that i'm obsessed with summer friday's butter balms i need those, to try those you have to try them they're like literally the most like it's the best consistency they come in great colors just to, i have like one in my nightstand one in my bag wait what is it is like a body it's just a lip balm oh lip balm okay. yeah but they have like um but it's like really buttery okay. i can't really explain it and they have like a clear one a pink one um like sort of a brown sugar type amazing. thing it just like feels really nice oh God, so it's amazing. like hydrating and stuff but um I don't know if you saw this but I actually just heard about this this morning but there's like a I don't know if there's a Mean Girls reboot actually coming but there is a Walmart commercial that has like the three everybody but um Regina George who what's her name uh, Rachel, McAdams. Rachel McAdams yeah um in like a little skit and I guess they're releasing like a new commercial every every week up until Black Friday which oh. I thought was like kind of a cool marketing strategy for Walmart. Um, and I only watched like a couple seconds of the commercial, but it actually looked pretty funny. So okay. I was like, fascinating. Well, you know, there's the Mean Girls movie coming. Oh, so Mean Girls, the movie, right? The original. And then there was a Mean Girls musical that was successful on Broadway. And now they're, they have made a Mean Girls musical movie. Oh, so that's coming out 
I don't know if it's this year or in January or something. Okay. But I don't know if any of the original cast is in this new musical movie. I'm not entirely sure, but it's all kind of swirling around the mean girls of it all Hmm. recently. So not sure if like Walmart was trying to capitalize on that or if it's just, they're just happening parallel to each other. I'm not sure. Probably, but I feel like it's just really smart, like marketing for Walmart. Because I mean, I don't think Walmart has like the best <laughs> like brand, like, you know, it's not, <laughs> association. But to be able to get like three out of the four, actually, and then some of the other characters in the skit too, and it was actually like pretty funny. I was like, wow, this is creative. Good I for them. It. Yeah, like a Super Bowl commercial. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah, exactly. Love that. To just wrap up today's episode, we can also just maybe remind people about the new membership that's coming Mm -hmm. it's going to be all about social media like how to go viral on reels and tiktok for course creators so obviously the content that we're sharing related to social media is going to be applicable to you no matter if you have a course or not as long as you have something that you want to sell and monetize on social media um but i know like the biggest questions that I get every day on social media are like, how did you grow your following? And like, what, how do you, what do you do? Yeah. Like, how do you plan your reels? How do you film them? How do you edit them? How did you add captions? Like Mm -hmm. all this. So it's going to be kind of like a done for you strategy to make things a lot easier for everybody. Yep. Um, and we will link to the wait list in the show notes for this episode. It'll also be on my Instagram. So make sure to add your name there. Um, if you want to be the first to know when the doors open at the best price and Thanks so much for being here, Emily. Of course. Thanks for having me. There's nothing else I'd rather talk about than pop culture things <laughs> the girlies. and business and <laughs> making money and the way that the girlies are doing it. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back again soon with another episode. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Wealthy, Worthy, and Wild. If you enjoyed this episode or found it helpful, would you do me a huge favor and either share it on your Instagram stories and tag me or leave a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you were listening to this? It helps us reach more people with this message. I love and appreciate you all so much. And remember, the most effective way to attract your desires is to start showing up as the version of you who already has those things right now. There's nothing standing in your way from feeling those feelings today. Now go have a beautiful rest of your day.